post-President's Day. Hope everybody's okay. You know, I had to tone my voice down because everybody's, of course, coming down from the rager that we had for the holiday that everybody probably forgot unless you happen to get a day off. Mm-hmm. AJ McCall on VFX. And, of course, with President's Day, there's going to be surveys out there asking because they're out there all the time now in the political world we live in. How do you think you would do as a president? 63% of people say they would be much better or a little bit better than the average president. However, a vast majority of people, when asked, all right, so if you could walk into the job tomorrow one day, just one day, you'd walk in and run the country for one day, would you do it? And those same amount of people say, nah, nah. Of course not. I don't know why you would. Why you would think that, sure, maybe people are overly competent, confident in this because they think that they can just understand it and then just go. But it takes a lot of behind-the-scenes work of understanding things. Everything. Codes and state laws <laughs> and everything. I think everybody just thinks they're going to walk in and do whatever they want, and quite evidently... That's clearly not the case. On top of that, that job, like, kills you. Yeah. Like, you are the most hated person at any given time in the country, and you're not appreciated. I mean, you look at, like, Obama and President's past. Like, he looked like he aged, like, 20 years in eight. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes something out of you. And so it's just, it's nuts to me that 63% of people would say, oh, yeah, I would definitely do a better job than the current president. And it does. It doesn't matter. Like current it, historical day, everybody says the same thing, and then they're like, "Okay, well, you could have the job for one day. Would you do it?" Everybody, nah, I got. I, this lawn ain't gonna mow itself. I gotta. I, ah, it's pressing. I gotta, I gotta handle this one day. All that talking at one day. Everything. Nah, I couldn't do it. I, I, I can't do it. It's ridiculous. Like, can we just accept the notion that maybe, just maybe, the people who got there are at least a little bit qualified? A little bit. Yeah. But this arrogance does it end. We'll get to this a little bit later. Americans and the Olympics. Oh, we got to talk about that. That is to come. Uh, before we get there. So complimenting, I feel like, is not hard, right? I like your shirt. Mm-hmm. Those are cool shoes. Right. That felt very easy to do. And I don't feel like any of that could be misconstrued to, what do you mean by that? Right? It was simple. <laughs> that being said, compliments can get kind of off the rails into a point where you're like, is that, is that really a compliment? We've, we've recently got one ourselves that you, know, you, you let it roll off. You'd be like, what, what does that even mean? What is the most uncomfortable compliment you've ever gotten? Your hair looks nice. You are funny. Now, I'm laying it on kind of thick, but I feel like, like compliments generally aren't that hard. Right. You can get a little bit more complicated, AJ McCall on VFX. Like, you have a good energy, but it's not, I still feel like it's very easy to know what is a good compliment and what is a way out of left field thing. Mm -hmm. And so the AJ McCall show, very often we get the whole saying of you don't look like what you sound like, which is, which totally tracks because who knows, right? right? If you've never seen us before. You put, you put the picture together. What are the odds you're going to get us exactly right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is the saying by itself, we don't know how to ever really take it because like, is it a compliment? Is it a, like, do we owe you an apology because like we were great and they were like, oh man, that's what, eh, pass. And recently someone said that and my running joke to go with that just to diffuse it because I don't know how to take it is I'm sorry, I'm not more attractive. 
And I think it usually puts the onus, and I apologize, but the panic on mm-hmm. the listener because they're like, no, 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 no. I, like they quickly realize, like I don't, I don't mean to insult, and it's it's fine. But <laughs> listener went on this whole sh- whole spiel of things like this is what this is what I think McCall sounds like, is what you sound like. It said that we both sound, shall we say, easy, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that means. I I think it was meant to be a compliment. I think more so like easygoing. Kind of where they were going with it, I guess. I don't know. Fingers crossed. But the question then is, what is the most uncomfortable compliment you got? Because that one, I was like, I don't, I'm still not sure how to take this. So I asked a couple of my friends, how about this one? A friend of mine said that she once got told she had nice birthing hips. <laughs> Who, like, how, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. Another buddy of mine said, you could be really good looking if you were taller. Right. That one's that one's pretty common, but like, what what is it? Like, it doesn't change the look of the person. Like, you would be great if you were at eye level. Yeah, <laughs> if you could just a step stool and like right here and ah, ten out of ten smoke show. Like what? Uh, we got a text message here six eight two five five. The number to text start your text with VFX. I once got told my ears are very suckable. Ew, get gross. Out. That's disgusting. Ew. Mm. Comp- compliments are not difficult. Just nice adjective and something about the person. Your eyes are nice. You're easy to talk to. It's that easy, right? So, just, uh, don't steal stuff either while we're on just random advice that should be no nonsensical. Uh, one person got busted at 50 different statues and it led to an interesting conversation. Do you have an unauthorized souvenir? Something you took that you shouldn't have? I think a lot of people are memento people. We like to have something. Something to remember certain events. Trips, dates, whatever it is. A lot of people, I think, fall in that category. Mm -hmm. AJ McCall for the Goals Gym debated eight on VFX. You shouldn't do anything illegal, though. So the inspiration for this story is there's a man in Japan who apparently they have these things called tanuki statues. So they're like animals have like really big eyes and they're uh, meant to represent a um, part of folklore who's a creature who's good natured but morally ambiguous hmm. with supernatural powers. But they're about the size of, uh, what would you call it, foot? Mm, probably like foot and a half. Foot and a half? Yeah. Dude got caught with 50 of them. Holy cow. He stole 50 of them. That's insane. That is a lot. Like, how did they How did they get away with it? Was it over time or was it like all at once? So uh, it was over time, but mm-hmm. basically, apparently they finally it caught up with him, right? You steal 50, eventually you're going to slip up. So he, he was suspected as someone who'd th- stolen one. They were already, they thought that they got him on catch us uh, two. They got to his house, there was 50. Jeez. So he'd been collecting them for a while. So the yeah. question is... Then what is your unauthorized souvenir? Because no, he shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Is he alone though? Absolutely not. Text messages came in. Uh, I might have my <laughs> kudos. Right. I might have some volcanic rock from Pompeii. Oh, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> so the interesting thing that we get into with the un- unauthorized souvenirs is the risk you take in terms of not just legally but then uh, some of these things are going to have uh not good connotations like i'm i'm going to stall about my answer but like for instance right we've heard the story a bunch of times here in the building that someone went to hawaii mm-hmm. and they took uh it was rocks right mm-hmm. which 
someone at the time, person who was uh, working here was from Hawaii, said you should not do that. Yeah. You really take the back's bad news. And before they could, because they decided finally they died. Yep. It's like, ah, weird circumstances, but you never know. You know, like as our texter said, I might know someone who has a piece of the Roman Colosseum because someone may have gone to Italy and gotten a big piece of it and then brought some home to friends and family. Yeah. I might. Maybe. That's it. Okay. Tell me if you think this would be bad. Here's a text message. So years ago, my family and I visited Boston. We're walking the streets when my younger sister said, hey, this is one of the streets where they run the Boston Marathon. My mom at that moment saw a loose brick in the street, reached down, picked it up, put it in her purse. We've had that brick at my, my mom and dad's house for years. That's insane. It's, so, like, obviously, they took something from the street. But, like, it's, that, it's not the same, though, right? Like, taking a part of the Coliseum or statues. Like, it's a brick in the like one brick in the road, right? It's a little bit different, right? No, because if like everybody took one brick in the road, there would be no road. Yeah, but they're not going to catch the first person. No. <laughs> Point blank. Don't take things that aren't yours. Get a souvenir shop, souvenir from the souvenir shop or something. Because for me, I don't, anytime I go anywhere, I don't try and take things like if I go to a conference or something I'll get my name tag and then that's my memento yeah I mean that one's an easy one I totally agree with that yeah it's it's honestly what it is is it's the notion to have something that's unique that's mm-hmm. really what's fueling it mm-hmm. at the end of the day like the, the yeah you can get mementos plenty of places there's options it's a whole industry obviously but at the end of the day you're thinking to yourself but who else has a brick from road that the Boston Marathon is run on you know, ultimately, the answer is what McCall said. You shouldn't take things that aren't yours, except maybe rocks. How do you distinguish, though, between a rock and a historical artifact? That's a good question. I mean. Since you collect rocks. I, I don't know. I don't know. If it's at a historical place, you don't take it. But even if it's just laying on the ground. Yeah, you don't take it. It belongs to that place. It's like, even if it's, oh, I went to AJ's house and there was a fork on the ground. It, it, even if it's laying on the ground, can't I just take it? No, you can't take it. But that's inside. What if it's outside? No. They're just, it's just sitting there on the ground. No. It uh, belongs to that land. Uh, I feel like there's a little bit no, more gray No, there's there. not. Law of averages or law of the universe would say now that I called out Massachusetts specifically, they'll... Stop misbehaving, right? We won't hear from him again. But, like, that hasn't worked with Florida. And I know, like, that's the universal certainty, so it's kind of unfair. But who knows? I guess we'll find out. It just Massachusetts, since the beginning of last year, has decided that, hey, hey, Boston, get a little crazy, too, everybody. Mm-hmm. AJ McCall on VFX or Florida not. Two crazy headlines, please. I mean, it doesn't change for today. I'd like that to be known. But we got headline number one, which involves a lawyer who was reserved, res, refused sorry, service at a bar because she was too drunk. So then she went into the bathroom, took off her clothes, and came out completely naked. So what? that's how was that going to convince them yeah, otherwise? Well, you know, uh, people people got to do what people got to do. Wait, so, wait, wait! But Exhibit A, naked. Serve me that drink. Ta-da! So there's story one. Then we got story number two. Some guy stabbed for not flushing the toilet. Okay, we gotta we gotta we gotta raise the profile, raise the bar on what what deserves a stabbing. Because we've already Basically had nothing. spilt milk. Yep. Now not flushing like these. No, absolutely not these. Nope. With certainty, not these. Correct. So there you go. <sighs> Two crazy stories. Good luck. Put the, put the knife away. Please. Put the knife away. 
Calm down with the stabbing. Why are so many people walking around with knives just waiting for a moment? So it's like, that's it. Stabbing time. Like, I don't know. Calm down. I wish people would. I wish they would. Florida not with AJ McCall on VFX. Now the two full crazy stories. Okay, story number one. 49-year-old lady was refused service at a bar. Oh, she's a lawyer, by the way, because she was too drunk. So she went into the bathroom, took off her clothes, and then came back out completely naked. She refused to put her clothes back on, so the cops were called, and then she got arrested for disorderly conduct. Um, ma'am? Ma'am. 2.15 a.m. Uh, yeah, obviously she was blasted, but I just, even still, something was like, this is the right, this will convince them. Like, I'll be more aerodynamic, but oh, you know what? Oh, you were right. You, one more. You're oh. good. One more. All right. One more. Go take a nap. Please go take a nap. So there's story number one. And you got story number two. A 42-year-old guy stabbed another man on Sunday because the guy refused to flush the toilet after using a public restroom. I mean, uh, that is disgusting. Yeah, but, like, are you watching that? Are you walking in and being like, oh, man, hey, I got to double check and make sure everybody flushed the toilet. Oh, man, you didn't. No. I mean, that's also gross, but maybe he's doing it as a public service. He's mm-hmm. just making sure nobody else has to walk and be like, oh, come on. Maybe. So anyway, the guy apparently refused and told him, quote, mind your business. <laughs> so they argued a bit through the stalls, through the stalls, and uh, it got physical. And this guy, Hector, ended up stabbing the other guy in the hand. Hector ran off, was later arrested, <laughs> still had the knife on him. The victim was treated for a stab wound, but sounds like he's going to be fine. I mean, what what you left the toilet is the pure definition of your business. Yes, it is. <laughs> so why why did this guy feel the need to check? Why did that guy refuse to do it? Like, I don't it know. just just stop. Like, yep. it's not all of that is really easy fix. Oh gosh. That being said, it's hard to argue. I mean, they're both nuts. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, way over the top with the stabbing. And we hope he's okay. And we never encourage that. We gotta go with story number two. It's not story number two. Sorry. What happened in Boston? Boston. <laughs> Told you. Love averages would say, but not Boston just on something nuts right now. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. <sighs> Florida not with AJ McCall on VFX. I guess you can consider this bonus Florida not. Now, call me crazy, but I feel like if you live in a town that has a perception that it smells. Letting everybody kind of have an idea, right? They know, like, it's a factory or a dump, like, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. You go on uh, was it Valley View, everybody knows why it kind of smells out there. Oh, man, it's awful. Well, the city of Jacksonville, Florida, no clue. Oh. No clue whatsoever. So they went, they're going above and beyond to figure out why they stink. Well, haven't they just, like, looked at the fact that they're Jacksonville? Uh, now, normally we get to say Florida is crazy, but now we actually get to say Florida stinks. Literally. At least part of it. AJ McCall on VFX. The city of Jacksonville, apparently over the last 18 months, had tons and tons of complaints that there's just some smell wafting through the city. And they can't figure out. So they're setting up 13 sensors to figure out what the smell is and where it's coming from. Now, call me crazy. But like in my hometown, there's a factory around a really busy intersection that makes that whole part of the city smell like dog food. Right. Now, maybe, just maybe, there's another thing, but everybody has just collectively agreed, yeah, that factory makes everything smell like dog food. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I hear the same thing here. You don't go out on Valley View and go, man, it really stays. I don't know what it could be. I'm, I have no idea. 
I mean, I'm thinking dump, but I'm not totally sure. We better we better research. I feel like if you live in the town, you ha- you know, right? Right. But like on Valley View, we know there's one thing that's out there, which is the dump or the waste management plant that makes it stink. But in Jacksonville, I'm looking at this and there's like 50 factories. Which factory specifically? That's basically what they're trying to figure out. They got mulch manufacturing, which I'm sure doesn't smell great. They've got glass manufacturing, which I'm also sure doesn't smell great because I don't like the... It smells like hot Bernie. Like, just not not good smells, you know? The question is, that is 13 cents going to be enough then based on that? Probably because they'll probably be able to detect what direction they're coming from. So then they can pinpoint it. Jacksonville, it stinks. Hopefully, you figure it out. Just, I feel. I mean, what are the odds that those factories got placed there like all together, like an industrial industry piece by piece? Ah, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like the people in the industry ought to be able to answer that question. Oh yeah, it's this. Oh no, it's not us. Right? The people who work there ought to be able to tell you that that's us. They, we're, sh- we're they sorry. should. We're there's so- there's a decent like clumping of all of the factories. I'm looking at them on the graph right now. Jacksonville solving the real problem of Florida. Obviously. The stinky smell. Might I just feel like City Noses might be the best program, but they're going to go with the sensors. Might feel a smidge, smidge, like it was overpaid for. Smidge. But sometimes it's an emergency. Sometimes you need to do it. And sometimes you just get totally duped. What was the last thing you overpaid for? Reflection is a really important thought exercise to find yourself in every once in a while because it's good to evaluate, and unfortunately, sometimes it leads the wrong way, AJ McCall on VFX, because in true reflection, you find, "Ah, maybe, just maybe, that wasn't exactly what I needed to do. Maybe, just maybe, I overpaid for something I thought, "This this is a good way to go. Yeah. For instance, flew home for holidays and looking at finances now with a couple purchases made and or want to make and the $1,000 to fly home for Christmas for everybody to be busy. Pretty easy slam dunk on that. Yeah, I overpaid for that. That definitely wasn't worth it. Yeah. So what was the last thing you overpaid for, McCall? Mm, everything. Um, inflation. Just just kidding. No, I think for, for myself... Definitely food delivery is one for me that's pretty difficult because I mean, it, it is. The convenience of it is just really nice. Sometimes it's just like, you know what? It's worth it. Uh, Max is on the line. What about you, Max? What's the last thing you overpaid for? One time half of my house lost power and I have zero knowledge about anything electrical. I called an electrician. They came over and looked at everything. It took them all of five minutes to figure it out. Apparently, there is an outlet in my living room with a little button on it. They pressed the button, and everything came back on. 225 bucks. Oof. <laughs> could have quick Google searched that one. You probably should have. Probably should have quick Google searched that one. Oh, rough. I once had a TV Max I had to have fixed. Well, it, I, it it went out, and mm-hmm. so I called the TV replayer place. It's one of those big, two, the big screen projection ones, like those mammoth televisions. And the guy comes over, takes a look at it, right, goes behind, takes it apart in the backside, and he goes, yeah, this is broken for good. I can't do anything. $150. Oh, rough. <laughs> Thanks, man. Super, That's... super appreciate it. Like, at some point, like, there should be, like, I'm not saying I shouldn't, you sh- we shouldn't have paid them right. They came over, you fixed your house, Max. I found out TV's broken for good. But, like, 
five minutes, there ought to be like a set. Oh, here, just 20 bucks, right? We got it all taken mm-hmm. care of. There's very minimal effort put in. You're good to go. Oh, jeez. It's, it's like when you go get a tattoo, though. There's a minimum. You got to pay a minimum. It doesn't take, matter if it takes like X amount of time because they still got to do all of the, you know, get in the car, fill out the paperwork afterwards. Makes sense. Liz on the phone. Liz, what's the last thing you overpaid for? So ever since the pandemic started, I have probably been ordering in at least five or six times a week. I never even go out to pick it up. So delivery fees are adding up like crazy. I know I probably could have saved myself money if I would just get out of the house to pick up the food instead. But I was just too lazy. (laughs) I mean, the question is, what's the price of convenience? Yeah. Because one of the things I think it was one of the things that my dad had studied me growing up, like growing up lower middle class, never delivery, right? It's convenient, but then you didn't want to pay those fees anywhere for you. So you just go pick it up, as annoying as it was. No, we can't order delivery. It was never, it, we we're never allowed to do that in the house. And it kind of rolled over. Luckily, working on the AJ McCall show specifically, I don't think it was ever a bad tipper, but a more. A better tipper, basically, and I'm like, mm. cool with it because at some point you're just like, I just don't want to get up. Like, just just bring it to me. Yeah. Ugh. So I, you know, overpaid probably is five to six times a week. I think you could argue that well, once or twice. Like, it's convenience. You can argue it away with convenience. I'm not helping, but I see it that way. Yeah. One of those things I think you should probably just let your parents take care of, right? Just look, mom, dad, house went out. What do I do? Might have saved Max in that situation. I mean, you say, okay, no, we're adults. We should be able to handle this on our own. Well, if Tom Holland's mom's calling Marvel, then I think we all could, you know, maybe count a little bit on our parents to help us out here or there. Yeah. What's the last thing that your parents took care of? Now, of course, we're all functioning adults, and we we can handle ourselves, right? We've got this mostly figured out-ish. AJ and McCall at VFX. But I mean, there ain't people in your corner who could still... Help you out. Maybe you lean on from time to time and maybe maybe just looking out for what's best for you. Yeah. Funny story came out. Tom Holland did an interview. It turns out that uh, when he was filming Spider-Man Homecoming, he wouldn't take breaks during the 11-hour shooting day. And mom, of course, got concerned. Actually called up Marvel Studios. Was like, hey, you gotta let my son take bathroom breaks. Like, I'm really concerned about this. And so it just turns into this whole embarrassing ordeal while he's flexing a little bit. But mom, just looking out for baby boy. And the question is, well, you know, that happens. What's the last thing mom, dad, someone, someone looked out, took care of for you? Because I got to tell you, the more recent experience that made me think about this after hearing Tom Holland talk about it, I got my car re-registered, which is the first time I've ever got it re-registered, which goes with the first time I ever got it registered last year. Because before that, it was all registered in my parents' name, and then I bought a new car and Fun fact, it came with plates from the first year, and then when you crash it within a year, you don't magically have to register it anymore Mm because it's gone. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing, to be honest with you, the whole process is actually really simple, but never having done it before, you get caught in one of those areas last year at 31, this year at 32, where you're like, I I probably ought to know, but I also... I kind of want to ask just to make sure because, you know, if you don't get that correct, you could get arrested. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was a pretty simple process. And actually, I got to be honest, Producer Butters is the one that came through and helped me out on that one more so than anything. So thanks, buddy. Here's looking out. But the last thing your parents took care of you, uh, shop, speaking of cars, actually shopping for car insurance has been a pain in the butt. But if you're dealing so, the cell phone plan being, uh, it's like, you know what? Family plan is good. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. 
pretty sure Pops caught me, cut me a, a deal in, on, on his end. I'm good. I'll be on the family plan. It's fine. Thanks, Pops. Appreciate it. <laughs> what about you, McCall? Are you just a fully functioning adult who's got it all figured out? No, I don't. I definitely don't have it all figured out. But, I mean, Dustin helps me out with a lot of things as far as understanding goes. Uh, we're on, like, a family plan, but mostly because it's just cheaper. And then we Great pay, time. you know, our portion, whatever, with it. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, Dustin helps me out to understand stuff. Like, documentation and what the heck does this mean and why was this taken out so that kind of thing you know it's it's, it's good to ask no matter look even even if even if i caught some flack when i was re-registering the vehicle you catch a little bit of flack like it's important you, you gotta know right because then you're like oh, i'm not gonna figure this out i'm embarrassed next thing you know like you're not filing your taxes or something because you didn't ask a stupid question mm-hmm. and now like you're in way more trouble than you would have been with a little little just a little ribbon coming from people that care about you just Ask the question. <laughs> Google is a good tool to use as well, or TikTok, depending on which way you go. Yeah. That poll of the day went Google's way, but I fully understand whichever way you want to go, depending on the language you need to be communicated in. And, you know, part of becoming a functioning adult that needs to take care of things is as you go through your career, right? And presumably, and fingers crossed for you, make more money. There's more things to take care of, right? You got more bills that you have to handle on your own. You got taxes now, and then you got to you, know, you gradually hand to the things. Maybe not the cell phone plan, but you got to register your car and all that. It's a lot easier the more you have of it. I'm not saying it's not more stressful, but the more money you have, the easier it is. So, what if there was a job that is not overly simplistic in execution, but sounds simplistic in nature, and is a dream job for say me, but it's a pretty good paying one in general? Something that would interest you. Now, of course, and I heard it as well from my dad. I'm not saying he's wrong. The saying is, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. AJ McCall at VFX, and I hope everyone strives for it, and I hope everybody achieves that. However, along the way in trying to do so, you're probably going to have to put your nose to the grind, so, so to speak, for a little bit. Maybe do either some things you don't like necessarily to do or pay your dues and then there's also the factor of, of money to to figure out as well because uh, there's a the more money you make, I think the more the line skirts as to what you'll will deal with, right? AJ McCaw at VFX. So, story came out that NFL water boys get paid over $50,000 a year, which sounds, I think, nuts at first glance. Now, part of it is that they have to be athletic trainers as well, so it's not necessarily something that everybody could do, but I still think you you just hear water boy, you think, all right, grab Gatorade, get great, $50,000. you are like, sign me up. So that one being a little bit tough, how about the, the mop boys, mop people in the NBA? Their jobs are to clean the court. Somebody falls, in, like timeout stuff, make sure it's clean so there's no slip-ups, no sliding, all that. Generically, I think, open to most people, just qualifications set you higher and higher. Sixty dollars to $90,000 a year. That's a lot. Sixty dollars to $90,000 a year. That's a good amount. Now, for me to be part of that atmosphere, absolutely. I would totally be part of it. But I'm curious if someone like... Call or producer butters for that instance. Sports isn't their forte. Interest you whatsoever with the? I don't want to be disrespectful to say easy, but the um, not overly challenging. I feel like there's details to it, and I'm sure there's more tasks and stuff. I don't want to be disrespectful, but you know, I think it's a job that a lot of people could do successfully. Right. Interesting at all? Nah, I don't. Uh. It doesn't intrigue me at all unless I could, because I'm sure there's a contract in there that you couldn't like 
film while you were doing it or whatever because if you could do it from that perspective and create like a social media following and make money on the side like that then I'd be interested if not nah don't care does seem like fair point I'd be curious I, bet, I, I wonder I wonder but that's an interesting that's an interesting thought to bring up because you know people would love to see that view there's no yeah. way they wouldn't yeah people are fascinated by it the interesting thing at the end of the day is I guess what it comes down to is 60 to 90 thousand dollars a year to do the chores somewhere else mopping the floor and you know it's funny mopping the floor well I feel like with Swiffers and stuff, mopping, quote unquote, doesn't exist anymore. It's not that one. Now, doing the dishes or doing the laundry, like if you were the team laundry person, like, I think mm. you might have a good, like, yeah, I don't like doing the laundry at home. Are you paying me to go do more laundry? Hmm. Maybe that's part of the requirements. It could be. Yeah. It does say there are other tasks. The, the number one, obviously, being the mop person mm-hmm. is cleaning the court with those brooms, towels, whatever they decide to give you, college pro, whatever you, whatever level you work on. But there are other tasks to be assigned, and it could be laundry. And then you're like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, like, this is this is good money, but now I'm doing chores. And I don't even like doing chores at home. And now this kind of, now I definitely don't want to do chores at home because I'm paid to do chores. So it's like work, coming home and working while I'm working. Pass. Mm-hmm. Hard pass. Line, line moves a little bit. More you make. Totally understandable. Um, at the end of the day, United States is nuts. Very simple reason, right? The Winter Olympics have wrapped up. I think the United States finished fifth in total medals, mm-hmm. and it's a, about par for the course. Summer Olympics, United States, great. Winter Olympics, off the top three. And Americans have a solution to that problem. And it very simply is everyday people. <laughs> Guys, not this again. Every time we have one of these major sporting events, the United States comes out and goes, meh. AJ McCall for the Goldship Debate today. And look, Fine. Is the Winter Olympics, I feel like, on paper more spectacular this summer? I don't think so. The swimming and the track and field, I think a lot of those events are shorter. They capture the attention span a little bit better. And you just, you just like, I can't do that. But here we are again. Mm-hmm. We finish up the Winter Olympics. 50% of Americans, 50% say, I could do it. I could compete in the Winter Olympics right now. You drop me off in Beijing right now. I'm not saying I win the gold, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all right. I'm going to get to that final round. Guys, guys, you know, there's nothing like discrediting the athletes. Now, don't me wrong. We would love to see it. Absolutely. We would love to see you go first because I would love to have that baseline, specifically snowboarding, because I do not appreciate the commentary on snowboarding this year. Right. But I would love that baseline to watch you do your whole thing. And if you run a clap or whatever, and then get to see the actual athletes do 65 more flips than you or whatever. So the question is, who is the ones doing it? Because I think we can rule out hockey, and I think we can rule out figure skating. Okay. I don't think the general American's like, got it, triple axle, I crushed it right now. I'll go outside in my driveway where there's ice right now and do that. It'll be a great time. I think we can rule both of those things out. Okay. Now, I don't think it's snowboarding. Okay. I mean, it could be. Maybe. There's lots of people underestimate the skill that it takes. I've I've gone out with many a first time snowboarder and it's always like, ah, this is easy. And then you get up there and then you catch toe and then you break your tailbone. Like it's people, people often underestimate it. Okay. Maybe it's snowboarding. Maybe. I, I, I can't, is it, would it be the same with skiing? Like, cause it's going to be wrong. Yes. Okay. As you say, skiing to me has a more snobbish upturn to it. Well, yeah. But, but a lot of people are like, oh, well it's easier because it's like, nah, 
his head. Okay, easy to ski, but not we're not like competing in the Olympics. Everybody realized that skiing are different things. Like there's one event where they hurl you like a kite for 200 yards, right? And there's another event where your knees go, and you're lucky to not tear an ACL. And there's another event where you go sideways and sideways, and you go through some flags, and if you miss, you flip over like 75 times because you're going 100 miles an hour. And there's another one where you marathon for 40 miles and it looks terrible. And one Finnish, one Finnish skier did not have a really good time doing that yeah, event. Right. Like we all realize it. I think what it is is curling. I really think curling is what it is. Yeah. I think everybody watches it, specifically the American team, the the, the men's team, and they go, "Those look like a bunch of dads who were going out for a fun." Fun weekend trip. They got lost. They could somehow qualify for the Olympics, and they're like, well, we're here. I think it's curling. Probably. And I can understand, because I think the way curling got in the Olympics is the United States sat down, and they went, okay, we're getting our butts kicked. We're just not good at this skiing thing. Like, snowboarding helped. We leveled the playing field a little bit, but we got to... We gotta come up with something else. What's another sport we can put in that we can win? Because this skiing thing's just not going well. Mm-hmm. And then someone else was like, oh man. Would be great if we could like the Cornhill audience. If we could get them in, right? There's there's skill to that, but it's you know it's it's pretty universal. Everybody could try. And they go, what if we do something there? Okay, so what's Cornhill? You throw the bags, the whole like. What if we do the same thing but ice? Obviously, because it's a Winter Olympics. And, like you throw stones down there, and the closest one gets in. You're a genius. And then curling was invented. Ta-da! I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. Have you seen the meme with the dude with like the huge hair and the huge mustache that says like this is peak performance? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. People go, I I could do that. Completely discrediting the fact that they train and train and train, right? And they go to qualifiers and they win world championships and all that. Guys, no. No, you can't compete in the Winter Olympics. You just can't. You may be able to do the things. You may be a pretty good skier. You may be a good snowboarder. But you've probably never tried curling and you're not going to qualify. True. And if so, do it. Because obviously the United States could use some help. So go qualify. Let's see it. Yeah. <sighs> the craziness does not stop there. One of our new favorite games, you can leave an anonymous voicemail with just a simple thought, a simple question, am I crazy? And good news, McCall, I think this one's right up your alley. You ought to be able to help them solve their very simple uh, drink boringness problem. Oh, good. Am I crazy? New favorite game. You can leave an anonymous voicemail, 435-787-0945. Questions, concerns? AJ McCall, weigh in. This time for the Gold Ship Debate at 8. So here's your voicemail, McCall, because okay. this problem, I think, is right into your realm of solution giving. Okay. Am I crazy? I think that water tastes disgusting. I don't get how people just drink it straight. Like, it needs to be carbonated and or flavored. Otherwise, why would anyone drink it? It tastes like nothing. <laughs> Look, drinking water sucks. I'll tell you right now. From personal experience, I know I'm supposed to do it. I know I'm supposed to stay hydrated, but gosh dang it, it just is boring. It's just boring. That's. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I don't have the same feelings towards water, but I'm not going to disagree. Like, it does taste like nothing. Yeah. So, um, I have solutions where you can actually, like, mix your water with flavor and then it's it's actually really cool. It's like my water bottle that I'm actually drinking from right now. It's got a little switch on the back that you can switch from water to flavor, and it's like flavored water. So nice. It's so nice. And I drink way more water because of it. And that's really what matters at the end of the day. I'll tell you, so I, two two questions. Kay. One, how many people do you think feel 
not the same, because obviously this dude pretty vehement, like, water sucks. But mm-hmm. in the realm of, like, oh, I, gotta, I know I need to drink water. I should drink water, but it's just so blah. Dude, I could ramble stats on this for days. 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. And, and nobody drinks. Majority of people do not drink enough water. When you're not drinking enough water, you're not able to function at full mental capacity. You're not able to achieve the things that you need to be achieving because your brain isn't working properly. So I think majority of people feel the same way because if they didn't, we'd all be drinking a lot of water. (laughs) So the real thing is, so if you feel that way, as McCall said, everybody dehydrate make sure you're still drinking water because like my old roommate his girlfriend is in the same boat very vehement as our caller is same thing like it's disgusting she won't drink it boring and that's fine it could be boring or whatever but you still do need to find a way to drink if you flavor it whatever you got to suck it down (laughs) i'm like i I told her last time i was at home and she said the same thing she's like i don't drink water it's just gross like soda all the time enjoy those kidney stones (laughs) yeah they ain't gonna be fun no it's not (laughs) I'm, I think I'm I'm not astonished that a majority would feel that way because mm-hmm. I, I feel like water to me is like vegetables, right? Right. We know it's good for us. Right. We should consume it. Mm-hmm. Kind of don't want to. Mm-hmm. But unlike vegetables like where you can sort of make up the deficiency, right? You could take your vitamins and there's other ways to do that. You can't really, there's like not a water vitamin. <laughs> so you better, you better find a way to suck down some clear liquid, whether it's with flavor or whatever, because- yep. Kidney stones are no joke. No. I don't know what it is about them, but seeing episodes where they were featured as a kid, like, those things terrify me. They're bad. Mm -mm. They're very bad. Mm -mm. They're very Mm -mm. much not good. So this one, surprisingly, I think a little bit, no, not crazy. I think fact, basically, as McCall stated with her statistics, the majority. Yeah. Majority of people do not like drinking water. And that just, it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but... I have solutions, but, you know. Flavor them. You got this. Flavor it. Do it. Okay, a majority of people don't like drinking water. I know for a fact a majority of people also have a favorite number, but the real interesting thing is the reason why. Why is that your favorite? And no, this is not a scheme to collect some powerful numbers and maybe win lottery. Would never drive across the border for that. Of course not. I think almost everybody for sure has a favorite number. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing behind it is the story. AJ and McCall at VFX, because it is a maybe as a sports fan, it's someone that you just love watching growing up, and that's a number. That's how I found my number, which is 31. Or is it a family number? Four is a family number, and so that's one of the favorites. For I, can, I can't speak for my brother, mm-hmm. but I can say for me and my dad, four is one. And it's interesting because, so I associate numbers – with sports. Okay. And everybody has a favorite number. But then, you know, you grow up, and I don't want to say everybody, but then you meet people who get into the more, shall we say, vibe, energy, whatever you want, spirituality, right. whatever word you want to, yeah. They get into numerology. Fold that in as, into all of that. And let's talk about the significance, because I have had my mind change, and I feel like it's only fair to talk about it, because how often do you run into a day that is two, 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 two? On a Tuesday, no less. Not very often. So two in numerology, because this is something I'm very big about. Two in numerology stands for your intuition, your observation, and relationships. It's very pivotal for those things. It's going to be very pivotal for those things today. Just that's what it stands for. 
And then, so is there any, so two by itself, mm-hmm. does two, prob- probably not, but two, 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 does it count as, because three twos is an angel number, right? Yeah, three twos is an angel number, but set as a sign, typically magical number of two can be seen as uh, that you're on the right path or sign of positivity, good luck, joy type of a thing. But more so, I mean, numer- in, in numerology, it all goes down to that base number. So you see it multiple times. Okay. It's more confirmation, more validation of those things. So like I said, more of your um, intuition, observation, relationship. The appearance of six twos in one date reflects, quote, our human need for cooperation and teamwork, according to numerologist Johanna Augusta. So hmm. you can, I, I, I've never studied Johanna's work. So I don't know. Interesting. But. So make Tuesday, as it were, mm-hmm. a good one because it's a good number as we've looked at it. And then you can share your favorite numbers and stories. Why? Because the stories are what make them more interesting yeah. than just the numbers themselves. And, you know, maybe just maybe you get a collection of them and all of a sudden, hey, you, know, you decide to go up to Idaho for whatever reason. What the heck? <laughs> sure. What the heck? Sure. On Tuesday, no less. It's it's true. You know, I, whether you believe in the numerology or not. This isn't going to happen for another however many years. For sure. It's not going to. So, I mean, take it for a moment. This is something that you should be doing every single day. But look at your life. Appreciate it for how it is. Then you can move forward. Just take a moment of pause. I mean, let, let's just, I want to reiterate what McCall, just a very base fact. Numerology are not like, it's two, 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 two. Right. Like, that's not going to happen a lot. Yeah. Just appreciate it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't appreciate park narcs for the parking itself. Do appreciate the fact that you get a chance to publicly shame in a constructive way Mm -hmm. to improve the valley. If you have not looked, why not do so on Tuesday, as it were, to the two nominees? Utah's VFX, of course, the same place you can submit your own park narc nominees. Some more parting shots. I asked McCall the question, getting ready for this. So if you haven't seen the park narc nominees, real quickly... Both of them, I think, are head scratchers, though. I think yesterday we got to the bottom of a potential, potential logical solution for nominee number one, Mm -hmm. AJ McCall at VFX, and that is that it looks like it's somebody's yard. Maybe there was some kind of hoot nanny, and there just wasn't places to park, and they got the green light, and that's why they're there. Everybody leaves, and it looks weird. Yeah. Though I will say it doesn't look like there's too many places in the foreground that are indentations for cars. There's a lot of footprints, that's Mm -hmm. for sure. But, But maybe, maybe. Nominee number two, there's no logical solution. No. There's a parking spot, there's a car, and the car has its, like, bumper in the rear parking spot. The question was, there is someone in the background of this photo. What are the odds that whoever the narker was for this one caught the perpetrator sort of fleeing the scene of the crime? I don't think so. Because in my brain, I feel like the only logical reason that this car is parked the way that they are is that the person driving, like, died. Or had a stroke or something, and that's why their car is parked there. It would it would fill in a reason in which at this point there is none for nominee number two. Mm-hmm. Makes you think of those stories, right? You, you hear like people like accidentally hit drive or reverse or whatever when they needed the other one, and then all of a sudden they drive into a building. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like that's what happened. Like maybe this person was parked correctly, yeah, and then they did it, and they just caught themselves before they smashed in the wall, and then they're like, "Whoo, what a relief!" Just. Get some air. Step outside for a second. That was close. Just almost made a new exit, and whatever this convenience store is, almost got a whole new air duct system. You were almost welcome.
vote for which one. Maybe there's maybe you don't buy the logical excuse. We're not saying that's true one way or the other for nominee number one. It's parked on some snow in what looks like a yard and or field. Nominee number two is not parked in a parking spot at all. It's close. It's in the parking lot. It's mm-hmm. just not in the spot. Mm-hmm. Utah's VFX pinned at the top of our Facebook page. Which one is the most annoying? Which one should be voted worst parker of Cash Valley this week, of course, Utah's VFX, where you can submit your Park Narc nominees as well. VFX's Facebook roulette, AJ Knight, McCall Taylor. What is on your feed that we need on Utah's VFX? If you're friends with us, that's how we see it. That's how we share it. McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed it on Utah Satire's post, which is one of my favorites. And it's that car getting off the off-ramp. Or, yeah, getting on the off-ramp that's like skirting and it's got the, yeah, the yeah, divide, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says, nice weather, this way. Temps in the 20s and gusty canyon winds, this direction. Utah is the car. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Thank goodness. I was just thinking, oh, we hadn't had enough cold weather yet. Yeah. I landed on uh, my friend Elizabeth. It says, me to my dog. Don't start with your sass today. My dog, Bugs Bunny, getting ready to jog from the start line. Oh, man. <laughs> Sis has been awful with that recently, so you can win. She's just not happy about the weather either. She's not. She wants it to be sunny. She's like, where did those warm temperatures go? I was laying out on my plat in the backyard, Mom. <sighs> the AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor. Find and add us across all social media. Search for AJ McCall anywhere podcasts are as well. If you miss anything like the debate at 8, the Florida not, or anything else past, present, or future. AJ McCall, I have radio apps, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are. Try and stay warm. It's it's funny. It keeps building because like it's supposed to cool and it's kind of doing a gradual thing, so it's not as bad. And I feel like tomorrow it's just gonna plummet. Yeah, it's finally just gonna be like nope. <sighs> Try and stay warm. Tell tomorrow morning for the AJ McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks, solicited to VFX.